I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting within the fiber arts and how awesome it is. Woo! Before we get into today's topics, what are we working on this week, Jess? I am working on a mini dragon that I'm going to turn into a keychain. What? Yeah. And if I like doing them, I might do more when I get bored and sell them. Well, get but bored. I want one. It's a, it's just Amigurumi crochet dragon pattern by Super Gurumi. Um, and it's free. And the webpage is cool because it's got little boxes next to the uh, steps. So you can actually click on them and it checks them off as you finish, which is great because I always do the same te- like part a ton of times if oh, I don't I remember like where I'm at. I like that. I know. It's super cute. So I've got like a whole bunch of little pieces and I'm making the wings now. And I think that's one of the last parts before I can put them together. So I'm hoping to have a cute little tiny Amigurumi soon. Well, that's neat. Yeah, he's super cute. Yeah, I got like spikes and... and See, it's it's stuff like this that makes ears. me go, I should learn crochet. That's fun. But then I go, learning things. You can also make this bigger. I'm just making it tiny because I want it to be a keychain. <laughs> so is, you, is this its butt? That is its head and its butt. It's, it's both? Yeah, see, there's its head and there's its like entire... There's its butt. And that's its belly. And then, like, these are its feet. Like, it's super tiny. <laughs> I want one. Here's, it, here's his tail. No, it's so <laughs> tiny. So, we're, we're, like I said, we're going to see where I'm at. I just finished a wing. I got to make another one. Tina, what you got? Oh, it's so cute. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, like, fangirling over this little mini baby dragon. <laughs> I guess I'll talk about my project. It's not as exciting as Jess. Okay, but to be fair, Jess is making a dragon. I'm making a hat. I mean, it's... <laughs> you sound like Eeyore. I was just thinking, okay there, Eeyore. <laughs> okay, but... Nobody it's a really good hat. Hear about my project. <laughs> I made a hat. It was a very good hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making the Hestia beanie for the fall make-along by who? Eliza B. Makes. Thank you. And I'm making it in Juniper Moon Farm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moonshine <laughs> in, in Snow Cone and Honeycomb. And Snow Cone sounds like it would be white, but it's yes. not. It's red. Yeah, I double. I, I had to red? do a double take. Yep. Of your yarn. Yeah. Snow to cone. be there fair, I just looked it up. Yeah, it's all I'm cone. thinking about is like you remember that like old school Snoopy ice cone machine, and they always had them in like red. Yeah. yeah. The snow cones were that's yeah that makes sense yeah, that I makes guess. Sense. I like the rainbow ones, but it had the red and then the yellow and then the blue. But right. It did have. The I red. guess it makes sense so to have red I could snow see cone. That. I could see that. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm. it's also my uh, San Fran hat, because I'm a 49ers fan. I'm going to wear my hat during a football game that the 49ers will be playing in. Excellent. A attainable goal. Yeah. <laughs> they may play a game some somewhere in the near future, whether it be this season or next. 
you have planned for every contingency i see yes <laughs> meg what you working on oh god same story um i am on my second sleeve of my dark academia um i did not meet the deadline that's okay I'm still working on it. But you're almost there. I I am. I'm on the second sleeve. I'm almost done. I'm getting there. Um, and it looks good. Thank you. I'm I'm going to be very excited when it's finished, to say the least. As will we all. I can't wait for you to wear it. It's going to look so good. I can't so wait good. to wear it to <laughs> to whatever I wear it to. I was hoping to have it for New England Fiber Fest. It's not going to happen. So. I mean, not unless I get real fast at knitting real quick. <laughs> um, Anything is possible. Yeah, probably not, though. If it, you it, believe. Thank you, it, it is. Mm-hmm. It is the end of the quarter. That's fair. I, I don't have a lot of time. Mm. <laughs> what about you? I am also working on the Hestia Beanie by Eliza B. Makes. I'm using um, Malabrigo Rios in... Azul Profundo. And I am using a hundred ravens a seer in annotated. That name I wonder how they came up with. Annotated? Annotated, yeah. For for shocking green. For Seahawks green, you mean? I am, yes. I'm I'm kind of wondering why. So Um I am unsure, but I it know. is literally the perfect Seahawks it's a great action green. green. It, it really is. It's a great and, um, green. And, and yes, it is a Seahawks beanie that I'm making because I'm also making a football hat and I will wear it for every Seahawks game. <laughs> Actually, just like every Sunday for football. It's going to be my Sunday hat. It's a good hat for a Sunday. Be sure to check out our website, pardonmystash.com, for more information as well as pictures regarding our current projects, patterns, and yarns. Today on the Friendly Neighborhood Fiber Farm, we are traveling to Plainfield, New Hampshire, to visit the Five Sisters Farm and its owner, Meg. Previously known as the Four Sisters Farm, the farm itself is named for her now five daughters, and they have been raising sheep for about 15 years now. Since her eldest daughter was old enough to uh, enter into the 4-H program, 4-H being a national organization with programs in each state with focus on youth learning life skills and leadership roles through a variety of projects i know we've talked about it previously on this segment so i'm not going to go into like super detail she says her eldest was really interested in show sheep so they started with two crossbred lambs and one registered shetland lamb named briar rose they are now a small farm with a farm to yarn venture They quickly realized that they enjoyed many things about the Shetland sheep, including their colors, fleeces, quirky personalities, and their small size. Shetland are a heritage breed, originating in the Shetland Isles of Scotland, and are hardy and very easy to keep. The sheep themselves grow to be about the size of a Labrador retriever. I bet you can pass that off as a small dog. Dude, I I want a sheep the size of a dog. That sounds amazing. This is my uh, support sheep. (laughs) Hey, if they can have a support peacock, you can have a support sheep. Now I want a peacock. (laughs) You didn't hear about that guy with the peacock? No, I did. He he went on an airplane with a support peacock. 
and he did and he's so aggressive yeah (laughs) maybe that's the support that he needed was aggression no he brought it on the plane and he had to hold on to it the whole damn time because the thing was trying to attack everybody that is not worth it to me that is that does not sound like a pleasant flight that's also an untrained (laughs) animal and they actually could have been like yeah no sir (laughs) i I actually think it's really funny that he was like no my really aggressive peacock needs to be on this plane (laughs) anyways but their fleeces grow to puff out to make them look about three times that size. Even better. Clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so they're tiny. But they're poofy. So so if you if you bathe them, they get really small. Probably. But if they're you, you, you brush them, they're poof. I love it. They naturally come in 11 colors and are sweet and personable with an even temperament. Meg and her daughter loved learning about the Shetlands, working with their fiber and the care of their fleeces, including shearing, carding, felting, spinning, knitting, and dyeing. Oh, wow, they do everything. Yeah, they do it all. That's awesome. One-stop shop. Mm. Sounds pretty good. If you are looking to connect with Five Sisters Farm, they are an active participant with their local 4-H program and can also be found sharing their knowledge of Shetland sheep at local and regional fairs. They also hold a Meeting the Lambs event at their farm in the spring. Five Sisters Farm is also an active wool provider in the Shave em to Save em initiative. I know we spoke about Shave em to Save em on a previous segment, same as the 4-H program, but as a reminder... The program's goal is to conserve heritage breed sheep by increasing the use of their fleeces. The program has a passport system where you can get stickers for each breed that is used with chances to earn prizes by creating finished objects with rare fibers. For more information on Shave Em to Save Em, you can go to livestockconservancy.org. When I was previously speaking with uh, Meg, when I was you know, interviewing her for this segment, she was currently on her way to Shetland, Scotland for an up-close look to experience the sheep people and knitting culture there. But if it is yarn that you are looking for, and I did mention farmed yarn earlier, as of last year, they did start selling their own yarn and can be purchased on their website. They have a variety of gorgeous colors in DK, fingering, and light worsted weights with Erin and jumper weights coming soon. With five very active daughters, they now raise only sheep and chickens, but have previously ventured into keeping alpacas, pigs, and bees. 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 I want bees. (laughs) They do offer tours by request where you can hang out and meet the sheep, and you can schedule via email at falcone5sistersfarm at gmail.com. A link will be provided in the blog post for you. On their farm, you will find an abundance of pets with personality, but you can also find them on Instagram where you can check out Annie's shenanigans with her lamb pals, the voice of Ruby, the sweet and stately Bramble, and more. Their Instagram handle is Five Sisters Farm with the number five. And their website is nh5sistersfarm.com. On to our main topic for today. We've got blocking. Yes, it's time to block. It's, I wish. Not on Instagram. Not on Facebook. Thought you were finished projects. Uh, I I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, she meant like blocking a person, you know. (laughs) It was a little funny. (laughs) (laughs) What is blocking and why do we do it? So blocking is when you finish your project and you wash it for the first time and then you like lay it flat and make it look nice as it dries. So it looks nice when you wear it. Problem is the number of times, especially that newbies finish a project and they're like, this looks like crap. This doesn't look anything like the picture. Yep. 
Yeah. And the reason mm-hmm. is that they haven't blocked it yet. Yep. Yeah. You need to finish it. There's a last step. It is a pain in the neck because we know you want to wear it right away. Yes. And sometimes you can, I guess. Sometimes. I mean, some things you can. I, yeah. I have found most hats, if they don't have an, like an open work pattern that you want to spread out, like a lace or something, you can probably get away with it if you really want to or need a hat right away. But most shawls, definitely sweaters need a good block it just looks better. to look yeah. good it makes it look um clean professional finished mm-hmm. also helps with curling mm-hmm. yep. yeah yeah because a lot of times when you do a shawl in particular yeah and you do your, your edges somewhat curl. doesn't have to be a crazy tight bind off but even if it's slightly tight uh it'll do like a little curl at the edge yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it'll help with that but blocking can help hide some of your mistakes that you've made in your true. in your project. You yeah. can block over them. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Not all things. Not all things. things. You're never going to get stockinette to lie flat. Stop trying. That's true. You're not. If well, you, if, not, a, not if it's straight stockinette. No. no. So you yeah. will never get... I, I love when you see people and they're like, it's stockinette, but I'll block it out. And you're like, no, you will not. You will no. not block it out. The only um, way that you can fix stockinette curling is if you put a... a a border whack a border on on that yeah Yeah. no you can't you can't you're never gonna get that to stop curling um also if you if you put a shirt on let's say you make a sweater and it it's a crop top and you don't want a crop top odds are that's not gonna block out (laughs) (laughs) it's not you're gonna need to knit some more you could over block it a little bit. You know what? I love how you make eye contact with me when you say overblock something. Well, because you are an aggressive <laughs> overblocker. I am. Brutally. Um, but even then, that's not going to add, that's likely not going to add tons of inches to your project. And if it does, it's going to stretch the yarn out like crazy. Well, I mean, some things need to be aggressively blocked, like Jess's Shaldoween. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lace, lace projects need to be aggressively blocked when we say aggressive or over blocking what do we mean um an aggressive block would be if you when you are pinning out the garment you are trying to see how far you can stretch it without damage to the yarn um this is something you want to do with like a lace um some project that requires a lot of like opening up to try and show it off to its full extent you don't want to do it with sweaters. Ask Fine. me how I know. <laughs> oh, 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 I love no, this. No, please don't how? ask me. How oh. It was a swatch. It was not a sweater. Oh. I, I over. Oh, I remember it. that. You yeah. were like, you were like, hey guys, I did the swatch. I was really and concerned. I'm so off. No, I really was because I was my my I was I wasn't super off. I think I was off by like four stitches. Yeah. But Which, then you showed the picture and that swatch was hanging on for dear it life. It was stretched. It was stretched. <laughs> it was like, good God. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's overblocking can be good in a situation like that. It's not good in, in like a garment because you, you don't. And, and it's not good, especially if you're stretching the yarn to the point of breakage. Well, no, because uh, your garment is going to stretch and hang as you wear it. As you wear it. As yep. well. So you don't want to put put your project at risk like that no yeah i feel like with my first cardigan i was like oh this will be fine and then i wore it like three times was it fine no i you can't see my hands anymore (laughs) 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 sleeves just go past like i have to actually like bunch up my sleeves to make it not go past my hands yeah when i knit my sweater um when i did my swatch i gained 
like up and down length, but I didn't gain any width when I blocked. When I did my sleeves, I ended up making them just a little bit shorter than where I wanted them. And then when I blocked them, that came exactly where I wanted it. See, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was, I, I did the same kind of adjustment for my sweater because of gauge. I ended up going down a sweater size because, um, the nice thing too about blocking is that if you, if you do the gauge swatch and you should always block your gauge swatch because the yarn blooms. It behaves differently it after it gets does, wet. It does what it is going to do the first time you wash the finished garment. Which will tell you, like Drea was saying before, that if you need to like not knit as much of a length because mm-hmm. the yarn stretches lengthwise. Yeah. Then go down go. a needle size, adjust the pattern size. Lots of different things you can do to adjust. You don't want to find out after you finish a sweater and you put it in water. And it grows six inches. (laughs) You are going to be an unhappy camper. The bloom. (laughs) (laughs) And now you have a sweater dress with a bus size that's about two feet bigger than your own. Yeah. Malabrigo is is so notorious for that. Mm -hmm. I see people like using Malabrigo and not doing swatches. And I'm like, you're going to regret that. I usually at this point don't block um, hats. That I make with Rios. Unless yeah. they're for a test knit, mm-hmm. I don't bother to block them. Because I know they're going to fit perfectly at the gauge that I have. And I'm just not, I'm not going to, like, I didn't block your seed dot beanie hat. Because it was already big enough. No, I did block that. I didn't block cocoa bean. Mm. Cocoa bean. Because I knew it was going to. That was less traveled. That was less traveled, but same thing. Yeah. It was already big enough, and I'm like, the minute this hits the water, this is going to expand, and no thank you. Um, See, I blocked mine. Did you? Well, yeah, but I also knit a lot tighter than you you do. do. And and my cocoa bean fits perfect. Right. So. My cocoa bean's kind of loose. And that was. I knit loose like Meg does, so. That was why when you told me that you knit or you you knit, you blocked the hat and it came out perfect. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. And if I block this, this thing is going to yeah. blow up. I want a hat, not a tea cozy. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what about ways to block? Oh, um, usually are... I do like uh, full wet blocking mm-hmm. just because that's what I have available to me. But I know also know that you can do uh, like steam blocking. Mm hmm. But I don't have a steamer, so I don't do that. I have a steamer. Well, that's news to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had two steamers. I think I gave one to Megan Jess. Did. You, did. you did give one I to had us. two. Because, well, I had to. Okay, clarification. And it worked I out had for me. two because <laughs> I needed a bunch for RuffleCon back when I used yep. to do RuffleCon. So, uh, and that was the fashion conference I used to do. So, you needed steamers because there was clothes everywhere. Anyway, that's fair. Um, With lots of ruffles. Oh, my God. And they all needed to be fixed. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I still have one. It's actually in the laundry room. I will be playing with that. Thank you. <laughs> in a pinch, you can also use an iron mm. without laying it on the yarn. Mm-hmm. If you hold it over and press the steam function. that That's a, what, what is it? Uh, that's intermediate level. <laughs> like, you need to know what you're it's doing. It's a dangerous game. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds pretty dangerous. And you need dangerous. to know what your, what, yarn you're using because if you do that with acrylic it's gonna kill the acrylic yeah. it doesn't it doesn't that will do melt. anything it yeah melts. steaming does not work on acrylic yarn um 
So you want to know the fiber content really well before you you change. But what what is the um, benefit of steam to immersion? Well, I have heard that, uh, especially with cable works, it doesn't like flatten out your cables mm. or anything. Mm-hmm. It, it allows them to stand up a little bit more. Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Same with bobbles. Yeah. My bobbles on my uh, orchard house. When, uh, if I were to wet block it, the bobble tends to lay flat. Yes. But if I do a steam, I'll, what I do is I go around the bobble. Mm-hmm. I don't do the and you bobble leave the itself. Bobble alone. Well, yeah. you kind of like you kind of like kinda push it the up. bottom of it yeah. so that it sticks up, and then you stick a pin in it so that everything else dries around it, and then it's yeah. like it stays in place. Yeah. I wish I had known that before I did my winterberry cowl because it definitely did flatten when I blocked it. Yeah, I didn't know about the the steaming. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't either. But I just um, I started to dip it in an immersion. And I had bobbles on the tip, and it was like it was going in, and then like the bobble meeting went, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> well, you put so much work into bobbles, oh too. They're such a pain in the neck. You don't want to flatten like, them. There was like 400 bobbles oh. on that shawl. I was like, no. So I like pulled it back out, and then I like laid it down, and I was like, do, 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 yeah, do. no. no I took the extra that. 30 minutes to just like go around every single bobble. Ah, yeah. I, I think that <laughs> if I were to do my sweater again i think my my first block would be a steam block steam block it yeah yeah because i remember when we when when i was blocking it because um i I press it in a towel to get the excess oh yeah yeah you ring it yeah yeah like but roll it gently gently but yeah it's it's, yeah but yeah um and frank helped and i unrolled that and um I was like, oh, no, my cables are flat. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what did I do? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing, Frank. He you did nothing wrong. He ruined wrong. my sweater. <laughs> He's like, it's ruined. It's ruined. You can fix it? You can fix it. <laughs> you can fix it. <laughs> what no. about that salad spinner idea? Oh. Have you seen that? I have. I Didn't I send you a link to yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. For immersion blocking, um, I saw a guy on Instagram and he took his his wet project out of the water and then he put it in a salad spinner to get all the excess water out of it. I think that is such a neat idea. I think it looks really cool. And for whatever reason, I'm super apprehensive about trying it. I don't know why. I feel like you can't do that with something that has a lot of lace because it would get caught. Mm. I like literally just just physically shuddered. At yeah, the it would have to be like a stock knit sweater or something that I'm not worried about something getting yeah. caught. As a larger person i don't think that a sweater would fit in a salad spinner for me it depends on the weight of the salad yeah that's fair well i've seen i've seen salad spinners i mean they're not like they're not like my grandma's was like that really oh yeah my grandma had an industrial italian woman's uh, oh yeah yeah, they make them real big they can most people don't have them but oh, time to get an industrial you're salad like, spinner. You're like my grandma and you you make a lots of salad. Time to go like to Restaurant to. Depot. Yeah, there you go. I bet you could find a pretty big one. I bet. Yeah. Oh, road trip. But even then, if it's a fingering weight sweater, it, it can get pretty small. That's fair. Um, another benefit to steaming over blo- uh, um, immersion blocking is if you, let's say, you're on the road to Rhinebeck and you're finishing <laughs> your sweater the night before... <laughs> Um, you can steam block it and you have a fair chance of it actually being dry to wear it the next day. 
Um, a full block takes several days to dry out completely. Yeah, my sweater took six days. Yeah, and unless it was still you a live little in a bit damp. real hot, dry climate, like you know, if you're in Arizona and you block outside, maybe yeah. you can get it done quickly. But for most of us who live in more temperate climates, um, a wet block is going to take days to do. Yeah, mine Whereas took six steam, days for my sweater, and it was still just a little bit damp the morning of. Yeah. A steam is is pretty fast. It's not going to get your sweater as or your your garment as wet as saturated. It's, so, it's kind yeah. of like um, basically if you do the immersion, it's less initial time, but it's longer wait time. Yeah. Whereas like the steam block, you're you're doing more initial time because you have to sit there and like be do every piece and be very. Uh, detail oriented yeah. uh, so with your block. There is a happy medium though, and I have not done this, but you can mist it. Oh, you like can with a spray bottle? mist your project. Oh, yeah. Shit doesn't work. Um, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen people do that, and I'm like, listen, I've tried, and you just take you take the spray bottle, and you're like, boop, 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 boop. here's the thing. You when you use a mist like a bottle mm-hmm. to like mist it, you don't know where you like hit it. Like, it doesn't go evenly. Like, okay, so, like, mm. when you have a steamer, you have the handle, and you can see exactly where you've steamed and where you haven't. Mm-hmm. You do immersion, you knock the whole thing in the water, so you're fine. When you're doing a spray bottle, you could hit one spot really soaked, and the other spot is, like, kind of sort of damp. Yeah. So, like, it, it uh, maybe other people are better with spray bottles than me. I, I don't know. I've never tried it. I just know it's something yeah. that some but people have done. When I tried that, it was like uh, all of a sudden I was like getting to the like the shoulder, and I'm like, why is the shoulder so dry? Oh, I didn't spray this one enough. Damn. And then I was like going back and like. Well, I wonder if that's one of those things where the the more you do it, the better, the you, more practiced yeah. you become. Well. I tried it, it once and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I would want. I, I feel like that a sweater. I, I would think you'd rather do a steamer or an immersion. I feel like a, a mist would be good for like a lace shawl or something like that. Something that's a little bit smaller and, or something. Um, honestly, probably if you're gonna uh, do it, that's like a non-super wash, and the heat is maybe come an issue mm. with mm. the steamer, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point that we didn't bring up. What yarns should you not use a steamer with besides acrylic? Well, yeah, no, a steamer is definitely not the end-all be-all. Like, there's a place for a steamer and there's a place for immersion. I just don't think there's a place for a damn spray bottle. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> this is my opinion. Well, tell me how you really feel, <laughs> Tina. No, I mean, like, if it's if you're worried about heat, you could do a cold immersion and yeah. you're 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 good to go. If you're mm. worried about if you're not worried about heat and you're more worried about your bobbles or like a detail or lace or something like that, you can hit it with steam. Mm. But yeah, may I don't know. Maybe you're just like, you're really like, mm, I'm just going to get every little inch of this. And maybe if it's small, it's not that big of a deal. I don't make a lot of small things. So. Listen, I had to steam the dragon shawl though. And that was labor intensive because you had to do each little like pocket Mm. Of the scale, oh. and then pin while you were going. Oh, that took a while. Mm-hmm. I was not home for that. That that took a long time. How were you focused enough to do that, Jess? I she wanted really it. wanted that shawl. <laughs> <laughs> she really wanted. Look, it. I got that far. It did take me a couple weeks to block. It, it. took her so long to oh. block it. <laughs> It, it did because she did not want to I do just it. didn't want to do it. But. She kept literally, I would be like, are you going to block the shawl? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting I'm to it. I'll do it. it. <laughs> she did not want to do it. It was just... Uh, I knew what it entailed. It's a big project. 
um, in itself blocking. Yes. Can be. No, a lot of times blocking is the thing that takes me, especially to um, our biggest thing sometimes is having the space to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. on um, an undisturbed space. Well, especially with pets. With pets, with small children. Yeah. Yeah, we do the, we have, our dining room has one set of pocket doors and the other side doesn't. Such a bad decision, but <laughs> the other side does not. So we close the pocket. Uh, well, uh, we I say we because me and Dre have both done this. Yes. But like uh, you close the pocket doors on one side, and then you take my dining room chairs and you stick it on the other side, and then you stick stuff underneath so that Barlow doesn't go like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna just crawl under these chairs and just go lay down on that sweater because that sounds like a plan." Yep. He would because that does, sounds good. Yeah, I blocked my sweater downstairs, but I have that. There's that extra room, and the door closes. So that's nice. Tristan doesn't go near projects until they're blocking. Tristan sat on my more simple lines and pulled two threads. Nice. No, dude, I cried. I was so upset, and and you know, it was it was fixable. Thank God. I but am I, an expert I came, at cat pulls. I came home, and there were all these pulls, and I was like, I didn't even get a chance to wear it yet. Like it was the first shawl I ever finished. That fat jerk sat right on it and just yanked it up. Dude, he is I such a jerk. I remember you being so upset. I'm like, so oh, upset. don't worry. They sat on your wedding shawl, too, and I fixed it. You're like, wait, they did? I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, she, the, um, oh, what was it? Flight of the Fabled Romance shawl that, oh, that yeah. she just finished. She just blocked it. Mm-hmm. At her parents were away for the week, so she blocked it on their spare bed. Nice. Um, and she, her mom yep. was very upset when she came home yesterday. She told me that I had left it because I did forget that I had left it there. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, you left this there." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll pick it up m- Monday." And I, yeah. So we got there, and I went inside, and they weren't there. But I was like, "Oh, well, I'll get the shawl." And I came out, and then she's like, "Wait," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> like, she's like, "I was gonna say oh, that was it you was gonna the just say oh, yeah, nothing." <laughs> And I would have forgotten. <laughs> she was about like, it. I was gonna say that if you leave it there, it's forfeit. It's now mine. Yeah. <laughs> she just was like, no, it's mine. Listen, <laughs> you have made your mom so many shawls at this point. I have. She just like she's like me though. She keeps them and doesn't do anything with them. <laughs> what tools do you need? Yeah, to block? there we go. Blocking tools. My favorite blocking tools are these combs like the 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 pin combs i love those that tina got me except they're like rainbow yes (laughs) i didn't know they came in rainbow yeah Yeah, they do oh i haven't seen those i have i have the blue ones and the purple ones yeah i have the tan ones that are super beige and yeah but then not very exciting not very exciting but i had the rainbow ones and uh drea had used my beige ones and was very excited about them and i was like it was the first time I had ever used blocking combs. Yeah, so I I, I think I gave it to you for like Christmas or something. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, and I was like, here you go. I was very stoked. Yes. I love using them. I still <laughs> use single pins a lot for a lot of things. I had to use it for the dragon shawl. Well, you have yeah. to use it for like scalloped edges. Scalloped edges. Yeah. Um, there's a tool for everything. You know, you want, you want to at least have some of those around. Yeah. I'd say get the ones that have either the like um, round, different colored heads or the um, kind of flat T uh, ones. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're going to lose them. Yeah. They disappear real fast. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. No, you definitely need the single pins like more than the. I think the single pins should be the first type of pins you buy because you could use them in more projects than the, um, than the combs. The combs. Yeah. Um, and then if you start doing like 
a lot of projects with straight lines where flat like a sweater, edges. flat edges, yeah. whatever, then you can get the combs. But you can do way more with the pins. Important thing with the pins, check and make sure if you're not buying designated blocking pins, make sure they're rust proof. Oh, mm. yeah. Some pins are not rust proof. Um, and if you're using, if you're doing a, a project with a very flat edge, such as a, a big shawl or a blanket, you can get blocking wires that, uh, you've never seen block, blocking never wires? Seen blocking no? Wires. What's no? a blocking yeah. wire? Blocking wire is, it's it's kind of the same thing as, um, as just like the, the combs, only it's you have like pins and they're together by a wire. The wire runs through the top of the project to make it perfectly straight. Oh. So if you have a very long project, because you know with the combs, yeah. you can't always get the perfect edge. Yeah. But with a blocking wire, you can get several feet stretched across and it makes it perfectly even. That's neat. Yeah. 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 I like that. It's not necessary for something like a sweater or yeah. but if you're doing like a shawl and you you're really type A, I have not been that much type A with my shawls. Um, you could do the blocking wire. If I start, I know this sounds really like type A, but if I start making like larger blankets, I would want to use a wire. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> because it's like, it, I know it's a blanket and like who's like sitting there comparing the edges, but I would fold it and I would see that it's not matching. <laughs> and it would drive you, you crazy. Bother so me. For the rest away, of your days. It doesn't quite fit. <laughs> well, yeah. the other thing too, okay, a blanket is a lot of yarn and time and effort. Mm -hmm. And if you could go that just little extra step to make it perfect, why would you not? Why not? Why? Do you, that I don't understand too, is why people are like, I don't like to block. It's like, but you're in the stretch. Yeah. It's that one last step to get it that much more finished looking. Guys, and, if you block yeah. it, it'll look like the picture. It, it does. <laughs> it'll look like the picture. That's, that's how you do it. Oh, we forgot blocking mats. Oh, yeah. You don't oh. need them. But they're good to have. They're really good to have. Well, I should preface that you, you should use mats if you can, and you don't need official knitting or crochet blocking mats. True. You can no. get... Get those kids' like Children's play mats. I <laughs> use uh, pieces of the children's play, play mat that you guys had. Mm-hmm. I, I took like 10 squares. Yep. They work just fine. They work... They're the same the thing. The same as a blocking mat. They're actually a lot cheaper than most blocking square packs. Take notes, people. Well, yeah. the only thing the only thing I do like about the official blocking mats is that they do have the lines on the grids, them. Yeah. So yeah. you can like line up if you have something that you're like trying to make sure that the line is indeed even. Mm -hmm. Right. You can make sure it's on but you could do that with like you could do that with anything. It yeah. just makes it a touch easier. But it's not again, not required. And same thing with um the pins and stuff. You can listen, you do not have to go to a yarn store and get pins. You can definitely go on Amazon. You can definitely go on like an um I got a pack of eBay. like five hundred T head mm. pins yeah. for like ten bucks. Yeah, yeah from they're Amazon. Super cheap. Yeah. They're super, super cheap. You don't need like official like licensed merch, merch no. like yeah. fancy like you just don't because honestly you're gonna lose them anyway so <laughs> in a pinch you can block using regular sewing pins that you find at joanne fabrics and the bed mattress mm -hmm. and yeah. you can get a perfect yeah. throw some towels good, on it in case you gotta move perfectly fast. good perfect. blocking surface yeah um it's sometimes nice to have the fancy stuff like Christina said, then you get the grid. Yeah. And it's a little easier to make a perfect hem, but mm -hmm. in a pinch. 
Especially if you're more of like a very casual hobbyist, you mm-hmm. really you really don't need to get the real stuff. You just don't. It's not necessary. And trust me, nobody nobody cares. If <laughs> people more are gonna be like, oh, is this blocked or not? <laughs> you blocked it on the bed. Oh God, God! <laughs> I can't well, even look geez. at this. Anymore. It doesn't even like come up in conversation. If anything, people would be like, "Wow, you were able to block it on your bed. That's amazing." Nobody, like, yeah. nobody asks how. Yeah. If no. if it is a crazy project like like Jess, your, your dragon shawl, I could see being like, "How did you block that?" Right. Oh, yeah. But for your average garment, nobody is going to be asking your blocking method. No. Yeah. No. They're, but most, they will notice if you don't have blocked see it. Stage. They will. No. Yeah, most people don't. Your family will. Your pets will. <laughs> your children will go why can't we step on the floor again <laughs> that, that's my You're children like, just deal with it you can step anywhere but this space there's plenty of other floors but then that's the this space is I like three this is like three square feet that you can't be but on that's the three square feet that you know it's calling it's necessary <laughs> <laughs> well that's what the pets feel anyway that's true so, so if you if you finish your garment and you're like this looks terrible it probably just needs a block yep yeah, a lot of times I'll finish something and it's super tight and mm. it just needs a little. It needs to relax. Niggling. It needs a bath. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I definitely put Jazagel on when it was finished because I was just like, I just need to see. And I was like, this is so disappointing. It looks so bad. <laughs> and I mean, I knew I had to block it still, but I was like, oh, I hope that this looks bad. It did. It looked so much better once it was blocked. But the, the initial don't try things on when you haven't blocked them yet. Just oh, no. don't do I was it. I was very happy to put my cardigan on <laughs> with all of its like wavy wobbly edges like I I was you can't resist it no. you can't resist the siren no. call of trying on the unblocked garment yeah but just know that it is not going to look like the picture yeah yeah it will look like the picture when you block it honestly it's good to put it on before you block if you want to determine how much you should be blocking that's a good yeah. point so like if it's if you put it on and you're like, wow, this is already like the exact length it needs to be, then you need to do a very light blocking it just to get the edges straight. Mm. If you put it on and you're like three inches short on your sleeve, it's time to overblock that thing and hope for the best. Block block. Three be inches aggressive. is real big. Be, be aggressive. <laughs> a lot yeah. of blocking. <laughs> Meg, I believe in you. If oh. anyone could give me three inches off a sleeve, it's you. Oh my It's God. not going to look great, but it will be three inches. Oh. <laughs> That is it for this week's topics. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the guest, check out our Patreon or our website at pardonmystash.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more laughs, love, and llamas at pardonmystash. <laughs>